0: Hello everyone and welcome to Dallas Hoops Gamecast, a post-game podcast part of the Dallas Hoops Cast Network. I am your host Martin. I have here with me Sydney. Hello. I'm going to break down or we're going to break down the Mavs win tonight against the Charlotte Hornets. They beat them 104 to 93. But first of all, I want to say thank you for listening and if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please get, give us a rating. Uh, so that we know, first of all, that we're doing a good job here, but also it'll help others to find the show and we can grow. And remember, you can also read exclusive Mavs content at com, where you can also listen to new episodes of our main podcast, Dallas Hoops FanCast.
1: That was the longest intro ever. I feel like you should cut it down.
0: Okay, you wrote it.
1: That's payback for all the times yes. you made fun of my intro. Well,
0: and, and you see the pain that I sit through <laughs> every night. It, well, every Sunday. Okay, so again, the Mavericks win 104-93, to and really a game that was dominated in every aspect by Luka Doncic tonight. 34 points, 13 rebounds, 9 assists. But really, he dominated on the defensive end of the court as well. Two steals of four blocks, but he also was just there. He was everywhere on the defensive end of the court, and I think he just willed the Mavericks since they were down five people He just willed them to victory tonight.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you look at the box score, like, do they win this game without Luka? I know that's a stupid question (laughs) because he's their MVP. But I mean, it's really highlighted whenever you do look at the box score. First of all, he was a plus 14. Mm -hmm. Um, But their bench, they had three... Well, no, they had four players score from their bench, but no one scored more than eight points. And then, like, their second leading scorer had 18 points. That was Tim Hardaway. So... Yeah, Luca was the MVP tonight. He was he was a real MVP.
0: <laughs> he was the real MVP, and really Hardaway. When you think of Hardaway, he started off hot, but I think he missed like his last six shots. Oh yeah, he was, now he his last six threes.
1: Yeah, he finished three for ten. Yeah. I felt like he was on fire. He
0: was early in the game, oh, okay. but as the game kind of wore on, and I don't know if it was maybe maybe just happened to miss some shots. Maybe there's nothing to it, but. He started to miss his threes, but the the difference with him, I noticed, was he stopped shooting them. And he started driving, and he yeah. had a couple of really nice drives late in the game that he really just never finished with a floater before, and he had a couple like that that he finished with.
1: You know, I noticed that um, the first game that he came off the bench, he seemed more aggressive in doing more than just shooting. Like, actually driving or cutting or whatever it was, making plays with the ball... And I felt like part of it was coming off the bench. And so he had more opportunities to do things like that. Like he wasn't playing off of Luca and now seeing him in the starting lineup and doing that, I wonder if it just kind of awakened something in him yeah. or if that really is just a good role for him coming off the bench.
0: I think it was really a kick in the butt when he got moved to the bench and it wasn't, it wasn't really a punishment. No, it's just it's a just, better
1: fit, better yeah. fit, better player. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it just wasn't working. But we are missing. Oh, we're the missing... main story of the game. Is
1: there? I feel like there's a unicorn in the room.
0: Wow. Get it? Okay. <laughs> Christos Porzingis made his return Wait, to the Mavs lineup tonight, and uh, can he can you imagine
1: an elephant with a unicorn horn?
0: Had 16 points. Sorry. <laughs> Four rebounds. <laughs> he was. Uh, he really. He he played well in the first quarter um i think he had eight points in the first quarter he went four of nine from three overall 44 percent. but you can see at the end of the game he was really kind of gassed after 20 minutes of play but what were your thoughts how did you feel about porzingis being back tonight
1: i mean he looks good like obviously it's one of those things where it's like i build up to it for (laughs) six months now and then when he plays you know he just he's playing basketball you know so it's not like just because he comes back, it's the NBA Finals and they won a championship tonight. You know, it's like, but that's what the buildup is like. Um, But yeah, he looked good. I mean, 16 points, pretty, I mean, six for 16, you know, but for his first game back, I thought he looked normal. I mean, really, there was nothing... Like out of the, he just looked. He just good. needs to. He looked like Kristoff. If he had played thirty minutes, he would have had twenty five points.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say if if he if he once he gets his game legs under him and he starts playing more minutes. Yeah. You can see immediately that he's gonna. Obviously, he's gonna help the team out. He's yeah. the second leading scorer on the team. Um.
1: I mean, like sixteen points in twenty one minutes. So in thirty five minutes, that's
0: twenty five points. Twenty five yeah. point or more. So, yeah. yeah. So I I. I would say he, he couldn't have come back at a more opportune time. Oh, my time God, yes. Because of the amount of guys that are you out with it. the COVID. You called Yeah, it. we originally said in our last podcast that he was going to return against the Pelicans. Yeah. And uh, they did. ended up saying he was yeah. going to return, but then the game got postponed because Corona won't go away. Um, but he returned tonight, looked good. The Mavericks season is looking so much better compared to the start of the season where they were 2-4 and and they looked like trash and we were throwing out starting lineups that couldn't (laughs) guard or rebound if our life depended on it. Yeah, The season has completely turned around. They've now won four in a row.
1: Question. Their defense has gotten better with every game. And this, I think, was the peak of their defensive powers. (laughs) Um, Do you think that is more about the lineups and rotations or more about just you know, focus or, or playing to get like more putting more focus on that. No, it's court. definitely
0: one thing you can never say about Dwight Powell is he's not trying. Yeah. He is always giving it a hundred percent. So you, 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 there's never a concern that on the defensive end that he is not putting forth effort. So I don't think effort was the concern. I think it was, the you players. had a bunch of guys out there that weren't defensive players and you had them starting and expecting to be a good defensive team. Yeah. And I mean, and, and and it's been well-documented kind of how we felt about that starting lineup and well how everybody documented. was out of position. Um, many people have written about <laughs> <was> our <laughs> say, We get
1: aggregated. I mean, you'll see Martin's quotes just everywhere. Just floating around. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I did think it was interesting that Collie Stein and Porzingis both started tonight. Yeah. And if... You listen to our fan cast. Dallas Hoops fan cast. Yeah. It's on our... <laughs> If you listen to that, you would know that uh, I'm not a big fan of that. I don't like having Porzingis at the four and Collie Stein at the five, mainly because of the defensive end of the court. I just don't want Willie Collie Stein chasing Kevin Durant. And or any power PJ forward or in, that, in today's yeah, league. Yeah, in today's it, league. Tobias Harris. And people will say, well, Ant- the Lakers play Anthony yeah. Davis and Marcus. Gasol, but Anthony Davis is a different monster. He guards Kawhi Leonard on the yeah. defensive end of the court. So let's not compare Porzingis to Anthony Davis because he's not Anthony Davis on the defensive end of the court. He's a completely different kind of defender.
1: Well, and maybe in that game you do start Colley Stein and Porzingis.
0: I, I still like Maxi. Maxi and, yeah, yeah. and Porzingis as my four and five. I think Maxi's versatility on the defensive end of the mm-hmm. court and his ability to shoot threes, uh, he can switch on to anybody and, and do a really good job. Um, to me, that's it. But Carlisle, maybe well, trying to get some data.
1: Yeah, and Maxi's out, so why not try Yeah, it? and let's hope he you know. don't
0: lose five games to accumulate <laughs> data. So, yes, Colley Stein, and Colley Stein was great tonight. Uh, he only had four points, but 14 rebounds and uh, a steal and three blocks. Mm-hmm. One thing I've noticed with him is maybe offensively, he'd sometimes make some boneheaded plays. I don't know. I mean... But... I, but... Defensively, <laughs> he doesn't. Defensively, like I watched him specifically tonight. His timing to help off of mm-hmm. his guy was flawless on a couple of, of times, and it, it really helped... Defend the shot and, and force a miss because he he waits so patiently and yeah. because he's so long, he can recover at the last minute. And I've noticed a lot with him on the defensive end, he actually is kind of a smart defender.
1: He is, yeah. And like we talked about this on Dallas Hoops fancast, uh new episode on every Sundays, Sunday. yeah episode every Sunday. Um All twenty listeners. Yeah. <laughs> and um I, you know, coming into the season, I did not expect anything from Willie Colley Stein because I just didn't think he was that good. But he's really surprised me. Like I I already said it and this game just continues that trend. I keep waiting for him to drop off or lose focus or whatever it was that made him not good before. And every game he just shows up and he plays (laughs) solid defense. Um, He makes smart plays. And I don't notice a ton of Plays on the offensive end that hurt the team. I mean, sure he makes mistakes, just like any player misses a shot. You know, like he's not perfect, but he's not doing stupid things out there, in my opinion. Yeah. Well. Um, but yeah, I think he's I'm, like I'm pleasantly bleh, pleasantly surprised by how he's played.
0: Me too, and and because we we never thought Coley Stein was the answer, um, and given the history that he's had in the league. If, if Colley Stein is the answer for your team, then you're not going to yeah. be a very good team. <laughs> but like this,
1: I don't want to have that conversation <laughs> that Willie Collie Stein should start.
0: But he has done a really solid job. So I'll be interested to see what Carlisle decides to do once he gets everybody back, what kind of starting lineup. Because again, I've been saying all along, I don't like Porzingis mm-hmm. and Stein out there, but maybe it'll work a lot better than I thought. Yeah. And uh, having two really big, long defenders down there w- will help. Now, they still struggle sometimes on the offensive rebound, even with Colley Stein out there. But it cleaned up a lot in the second half. Yeah. I think it was early on in the game. Um, but, yeah, Colley Stein, James Johnson, a very solid night tonight. Uh, we didn't get Bubble Burke tonight, but he was still helpful.
1: Well, when you have Lucas scoring 34. You know, 34,
0: yeah. and-, and really, that's... Luca is the reason why the yeah. Mavs won. He he orchestrated the whole thing and just dominated, and there was nothing the Hornets could do.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, any data from this game, it's such an outlet, outlier? Outlier? Outlier, outlier yeah. Because it was Kristoff's first game back. It was the first time Kali Stein and Kristoff's played together. It's possible Kali Stein only started because Maxi is out. Like, there's so many crazy variables that it's like, and it's only one game, so... Mm-hmm. I can't. I don't know if the Kristaps Kollesine thing will work and should continue going forward, but it works tonight, and I'm sure Carlisle will try it again while Maxie is out.
0: Yeah, you might as well. Yeah. And and if you keep winning, then you might as well just keep doing it. And yeah. and if you can collect your precious data <laughs> while winning, then great. And if it works, and I'm, I'm I would be really happy if I'm wrong. So yeah, you know we'll, we'll see.
1: I just want to win yeah
0: likewise i don't <laughs> care yeah so the mavericks are now six and four they will play the milwaukee bucks who are eight and four they play them on friday uh we should still be out five of our players so
1: i mean three of them are still stuck in denver yeah so,
0: so we'll, we'll see how that goes uh milwaukee has gradually gotten better as the season has gone along but they also don't look Unbeatable as they had the last couple of seasons, and really, Luca's had their number. Yeah. Um. So we'll see what happens in in that game.
1: The Mavs are sorry. The Mavs are six and four, so they're currently fifth in the West.
0: Well, after starting two and four, you got to be really happy with where you stand because we easily could have been where the Rockets are at the bottom of the West. Speaking of the Rockets, Ooh, want to transition? my nice segue. A good yeah, you like segue. That? <laughs> You're getting good. Uh, okay. You're getting good. All right, let's not make it weird. <laughs> okay, um, you want to talk about the Harden trade?
1: Um, yes. Martin, would you like to share your thoughts on that?
0: Well, I mean,
1: <laughs> what was your initial reaction?
0: Shock. Yes. But, I I, I mean, we, we all knew at some point Harden was going to get traded. I just didn't think he was going to get traded to the Nets the way he wanted. That was disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say how Indiana got involved in this whole thing was yeah. really surprising. I thought that Houston and Brooklyn could do it on their own. I don't think Houston got near enough. What they should have, but Harden made it really difficult for them to get more because he's been playing like such a punk for the Rockets the last couple of games. And it just his whole trade value has gone down.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, honestly, if you're the Rockets, I don't even know if they want Kyrie anymore. Like before it was like, we're not trading him to the Nets unless you give us Kyrie. (laughs) But now it's like you know, Keep Kyrie. <laughs> I mean, if you got some first round picks, that'll work too. Swaps, and, uh, yeah. I think that's what they landed on. And and honestly, I think the Rockets did an amazing job because first of all, they were able to trade Harden, which had to have been difficult. But so you could say, like, you know, trading with the Nets, they were never going to get the value back, because like, they're not getting Kyrie, mm. and no one else on the Nets is worth James Harden. So the way that they were able to pivot. And say, okay, we'll take whatever players you'll give us. And then they went and and traded and turned that into Victor Oladipo. Mm-hmm. So they essentially traded James Harden for Victor Oladipo. And that I thought was really, really smart. That was well, a really good move.
0: I don't think it was for Victor Oladipo though, because if I'm if I'm looking to build my team, I'm more interested in Karis Levert. Because he's younger, he's under contract, and I feel like the whole Victor Oladipo was more to get the expiring contract and have a good season this year. Maybe. But I don't think... like For me, if they were looking to rebuild, Karis LeVert would have been a better option, in my opinion. Not Oladipo, a veteran who's got a history of injury problems... You know, what are you really getting with him other than the fact that the contract is expiring? Now, they may re-sign him, and I might be completely wrong. I just feel like, for for me, if I'm looking to rebuild, Karis LeVert is the guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Yeah,
0: but it shows that Victor Oladipo is available.
1: Yeah, so what was your reaction as a fan of the Dallas Mavericks NBA team? Well,
0: frustrated, because they, they put all their eggs in free agent basket and with Giannis. And that's it. And, mm-hmm. and and you know, it, it was Giannis this time, but it wasn't Giannis last time. It yeah. was Dwight Howard it's or always, Darren Williams yeah. or Carmelo Anthony. Or Kawhi. Or Kawhi. Or... Yeah, so th- this time it was Giannis. Who knows who they're going to have a heartthrob for. Well, you
1: know, LeBron James Jr. <laughs> is going to be a free agent. So in- by the
0: time that and they might use their money. So they yeah. they refuse to get quality guys in here. To make this team a contending team because they want to hold out for that next star. And I think it's a mistake. One, you don't need another star. You just need good players, players who have proven that they can deliver in the playoffs. And because they refuse to do that, they miss out on guys that are available that can help your team. Now, I don't know if Oladipo would have been the answer anymore the way the Mavericks wanted to play. Josh Richardson's clearly a two guard. Mm-hmm. He's not a three. So, you know, where would Oladipo well, fit would in? he would
1: have been part of the trade, I think.
0: Well, okay, so then are you upgrading your defense or are you losing on the defensive And Is Oladipo as good of a defender as Josh Richardson? So, look, I, I understand that, but before all of this, mm-hmm. before you knew what you were going to do, he was available, yeah. and you could have gotten him, and then you could have worked it out.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about it, but it basically goes back to the same thing about how they always save up for free agency. And I know that, like, I think this team is playing really well. I think it's actually pretty good, and their def- defense has really come around. Um, but clearly, by the Mavericks always saving up cap space for free agency, they are showing that they think they need more pieces for this team and that this team isn't currently good enough to contend. So it's like, okay, whatever. I disagree with the way that you do that. I think this whole saving up cap space, yeah, there's 100 players available. Half of them are gone by the time free agency gets here because they're either traded or they sign an extension. And it's just frustrating and then it's it's frustrating then for the team or other people to turn around and say you guys need to be reasonable and see the value in these guys these guys yeah these guys are better than you know you just don't appreciate them and it's like well i the maps are the ones that have this free agency plan they clearly think they need to upgrade like (laughs) you can't you can't have it both ways you can't try to sell me on this team or these this particular player and then also say like, oh yeah, but we need it, Giannis. You know, like that. that's not compatible to me. So that that's just, I, I for one, don't like the free agency plan. A lot of fans don't. Everybody knows that. But then I also don't like trying to be sold on a team that you've clearly given the signal that you don't think is good enough. So why should I stick up for any one of these players that I don't think is good enough?
0: Well, look, we're allowed to be disappointed from their lack of motivation to do anything if it's not for a superstar. They yeah. refuse, like, Jay Crowder, you could have got him this but summer. But you didn't want to do a long-term You didn't want to do more yeah. than one year. And that's been the story of the Mavs for the last, since 2011. Yeah. They don't want to sign anybody more than a one-year deal. And so you're not going to get really good people when you do that. You think about, the Mavs are starting Dorian, Josh Richardson, Maxi Kleba on their starting lineup. Two of those guys are second round picks. Another one was undrafted. Now, to be fair, they've made themselves to be quality players, but let's not act like these guys are stars. Let's not act like they are... But well, like
1: you, you can't upgrade from them.
0: You can upgrade yeah. like, from them. Like,
1: I really like Dorian and I love Maxi. But, I mean, it's. I There's think better it's players possible out to upgrade if, yes. if it becomes available.
0: Now, right now, they don't have any assets because none of their players are good. And the problem is you'll never get assets because they won't sign anybody. You yeah. have to have assets to trade and get assets. And they refuse to get assets that they don't think are 100% perfect fit for them and then they could use that for a trade for somebody that really is a good fit for them.
1: Yeah, and I think like so that's the other part of it is that when i express frustration of like man, i wish they had done this deal or this trade or whatever and and Wait so <laughs> the other side is like, well, you know, be reasonable like what assets do they have that they would trade for that player? And I'm like, I don't know. I keep getting sold on how amazing these players are. And now I'm told, like, be reasonable. We don't have the assets to get that guy. And it's like, again, you can't have it both ways. And so it's like either these players do have the value that that people say or that the team says, which means that you could trade them for this star piece or they don't. And it's just in those competing things, are, it gets frustrating to me. Um and then, yeah, when I when I heard the Oladipo news, I was like, man, I, I feel like the Mavs could have gotten him. And I don't know. If you can sign him in free agency, then why trade for him? I don't know. But it was just like, man.
0: But there's no guarantee. You
1: could have done that deal. Yeah, there's you know? no, just
0: like there's no guarantee yeah, that yeah. you were going to get Giannis. Yeah. There's no guarantee that you're going to sign Victor this offseason, or if you're even interested in him. Yeah. They may not even be interested yeah, because true. they look at one advanced number that he played in a system with the Pacers that has nothing to do with the system the Mavs play. Well, see that advanced number right there? That's why Dorian's a better player. And it's like this ridiculous, you know, advanced numbers can be manipulated. If that is what they're doing. Yeah, I'm yeah. Ju- well, that's what, in my opinion, why yeah. they don't sign anybody. That's why they had never had interest in Andre Drummond because of, you know, how much money mm-hmm. he was making. And now, well, I don't think he's a good fit for this team. But if they're going to do Porzingis at the four – why not get Andre Drummond? If you want to have a center out there, you know, yeah. why not upgrade Willie Cauley-Stein to Andre yeah. Drummond? You know, if that's your plan. But I'm just saying, you know, it's they don't make those decisions because they see the amount of money that players making and then they look at the advanced numbers and it's like, look, how a player plays in another system with another coaching staff with other players passing them the ball doesn't always translate. And we did our own research on this. We looked at players before they were on the Mavs. And then when they came to the Mavs, they looked at their win shares for 48 minutes. Every single time it was lower when they weren't on the Mavs and higher when they were on the Mavs, indicating that their win shares or their value can be better when you have them on your team. And if you can turn Dwight in a good Powell system. Yes. Yeah. and if you can turn Dwight Powell into a serviceable player, arguably, <laughs> in this league who can't rebound or shoot or defend. What could you do with a center who can rebound and can defend?
1: Plus the other things that Powell does. yeah. I mean, like this is such a depressing topic to me because it's the same story every time. Every year. Yeah, and so it's like, again, I'm just going off of the Mavericks have this free agency plan. So I'm going to take that at face value to mean that they think that they need to make upgrades in order to be a contending championship team. So... Throw out whatever, like, you know, you guys need to appreciate what you have. Let's throw that out because the Mavericks have clearly made the statement that they think they need <laughs> to get better. Okay, so taking that at face value, what players are available that they could move or, you know, what plan are they following? That gets frustrating to me because it's the same story over and over. And, you know, like, I'm I'm glad the Mavericks are on a four-game winning streak because I'm like, you know, maybe it's not that big of a deal. Like, I like this team. They're playing well. But it's just when the topic comes up, yeah. it's like, oh God! You not, have the fan, police not this that, yeah, again, not yeah. this failure again. Like just yeah. another thing that went wrong for their plan.
0: But that's what they get. That's what they get for keeping the powder dry. They yeah. they they never actually fire the gun. You know they're always like, wait, 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 keep yeah. it dry. You know our big opportunity will come up. We'll wait for Giannis to become a free agent next time. It's like do that in six years.
1: Well, and again, a lot of these players like. um, uh, Josh Richardson has a player option. Uh-huh. He might opt out because a lot of teams will probably have money this summer. James Johnson is an expiring deal. Tim Hardaway Jr. is an expiring contract. Um, and a lot of their role players were on like one-year deals. So even if we like this team and are like, you know what, you guys need to like not complain. You have a good team. Well, because of all these one-year deals, they could lose these guys. They might yeah. not even have this team next year because of the way they've structured their contracts. And so... It's like it's not even a a win win scenario. it's like a lose lose scenario, and so it it gets frustrating whenever that part of it comes up like in season, the Mavericks I think are gonna have a good season, but when it comes to team development and player acquisition that i just i just can't I just can't stand the way the mavericks do it
0: well they they gotta stop being so patient because players aren't patient anymore true yeah. so you know. In the moment, Luca. Now, I'm not saying he is a James Harden-esque type of player. He's not right. personality-wise, but at any moment, he can demand a trade. Yeah, I mean, because Victor, sorry, yeah, finish.
1: Well, vi- I was gonna say like Victor Oladipo wanted out of the Pacers. Yeah. he he didn't do it the way Harden did, but he you know same story. So yeah. like even if Luca, not that he would turn into Harden, but he might get to a point where he he's doesn't like, look. I'm tired win. of
0: of having to do everything. Now, good thing is. As a young player, they like putting up their numbers. So they like carrying the load. It's only when they they get a little bit older and they realize, I need someone else to do it for me too. Um, But, you know, the point being, and I'm not saying that's going to happen, the point being is players aren't patient. So you're going to have to start making real moves so your team is really contending for a uh, championship but that's all we have for tonight. Yeah. Um, again, the Mavericks beat the Magic. They have now won four in a the row. The Hornets. The uh, Magic and the Hornets. <laughs> they did beat And back-to-back magic. games. Yes. Um, and they've won four games in a row. They will play Milwaukee on Friday, and we will see you guys then.
1: Yes. Thank you for having me on your show, Martin. It was a blast. Okay,
0: it's not my show. It's just a show, and we're both on it. That was so Oh, humble. God. Just end it.
1: Oh, well, this is your, sh- or, sorry, it's not your show. Let's, are we ending it now?
0: I've already ended it. Oh, okay. It's over. Thank you guys for no, listening. No, wh- don't say nothing. It's sorry. over. Okay, bye.